welcome to Bauer SPL Coffee Chat's second episode of the mini-series with David and I. Today, we'll be discussing the topic of time management and how to ad more adequately use our time. First topic we'll be discussing is how much time we have in a week and how to adequately manage our time. Yeah, so really excited about this one. I know um, finals are coming up sometime soon, and we've had so many events with SBO as well. So just want to give a little bit of an overview of like, how much time do we really have on average, right? So like there's 168 hours in a week, right? And let's say on average, you're sleeping seven hours a day, um, just an average amount. And that leaves you with like 49 hours a week that you're sleeping, right? And if you take that out, you have like around 119 hours for your entire week. Um, then let's say you're taking around four classes, three or four classes. So you have like a 12 hour credit, I mean, 12, a 12 hour um, class week, right? So every week you have 12 hours in class. You take that out, you've got like 107 hours more, right? Uh, 107 hours left. Let's say you spend twice as much as time just to just like study for those classes. So you're spending 24 hours a week to study, right? So you take that out again, you have around 83 hours left. Um, now from 83 hours, you take 20 hours away because you're part of Bauer SBO. You're coming out to events, you're interacting with uh, people, you're busy in the group chats, maybe you do office hours. So take those 20 hours as well. Now you only have 63 hours in a week left. With those 63 hours, if you're a commuter student, right, you're traveling five times a week um, to class, sometimes maybe more. And so you're making that commute, let's say an hour of commute. Um, going one way. And most people with Houston traffic feel that, right? So let's say 10 hours a week, you take that out just for commuting. You have 53 hours left, right? And then from those 53 hours, you got to eat, shower, um, hang out with family, uh, maybe do the dishes. You have some other tasks. Um, take out 14 hours from the week from that, right? You only have 39 hours left. And that's around like four to five hours a day on average. Four hours or like even less if you're like during the week because usually it's a lot busier um and on the weekends you have a little bit more time but on average you only have four to five hours every day to do what you want to develop your skills or try something new build new relationships friendships so whenever you think about time management really think about like how much time do you actually have right and like focus on like just like introspecting on what you need to do what are some priorities that you have and like listing down goals so before we like go into all these things that Daniel and I have learned on like time management, just take a second to like think about that. So Daniel, what are some things that you've implemented in your own life to help you manage your time instead of wasting it? Thank you for the question, David. Um, that's a very, very good question. So a few of the tips that I've implemented to help me uh, manage my time better is last year, I bought um, a planner and basically before the semester started, um, I look at the syllabus for each of my classes and I put down all the exams, all the homeworks I have written down. And then um, for SPO, since I'm in it, I look at all the events and I put it into my planner. And that way I have like a good idea of what I have to do for like each of my days and then what I can do with my free time. Um, I also prior prioritized my responsibilities and remove the non-essential tasks. And one of the most important things I do for my time management is learn how to take a break so that I don't end up burning myself yeah. out so that like throughout the semester, I always have enough, I always have enough gas so that I can finish it off strong. What about you, David? Yeah, I, I like that one point that you brought about um, taking a break. I know a lot of people also use this technique called the Pomodoro 
uh, method where they like, I think work for like 45 minutes and then they take a break and it just like helps you stay engaged and like focus on your tasks a lot more. I think it's really a good technique. A lot of people have used it, I know personally. But uh, for me, my, my week usually is a lot busier than like usual than it used to be at least because I'm working 40 hours. Um, I'm also taking three classes um, and um, also VP of student development. It's a lot of work sometimes like working behind the scenes, working with the senior officers and junior officers trying to like get everything done. So the way that I kind of like made myself be better at time management I don't recommend this to other people, but like it kind of worked for me. So I used to be a very big procrastinator. Um, I just don't, I, I like the adrenaline of finishing tasks last minute and just being as efficient as possible. I guess that's kind of also what made me go into supply chain to make things mm -hmm. as efficient as possible, I guess. But yeah, um, I used to be really, really bad at like time management and like I would just stress out at the last moment. So what I kind of forced myself to do was just put way too many things on my plate where I was forced <laughs> to essentially be better at time management, right? So, cause like before I did not have the internal drive to actually do it. I know this is like really out of pocket, like people shouldn't be doing this, but that's how I, I honestly made myself learn how to like manage my time. Cause like it kind of just forced me to be in that situation, right? So I remember back in the summer, um, I was working full time with AIG uh, as an intern remotely, but I also made myself uh, take classes and then I also forced myself to um, participate in the Harvard Business School's uh, VVM program, which is the virtual venture and management program. So, and then I would also like force myself to do other activities, uh, consistently go work out, and then also like make some time to hang out with my friends, also make time to like walk my dog. So like I had a lot of responsibilities on my plate and like what I decided to do is first, the biggest uh, time management tool that I have personally is a Google Calendar. Google Calendar is so, so, so amazing because um, you can like collaborate with your friends. I mean, I know other um, calendar apps probably have this feature too, but like, it's just very intuitive for me. And like, it helped me start planning out everything in my week, right? So if I have to walk my dog every day at a certain time, I have that in my calendar already, right? And then if I have classes, like you said, like I'll put all the class dates uh, and times on my calendar and I'll block that time out. And then for homeworks and quizzes as well, I will have time blocked out. And what I actually learned was like with Denise, who was our president, she's in some of my classes, right? So what I decided to do was like, hey, you put down all the dates for class A, like for 4367, all the due dates that we have for quizzes, exams and stuff, you make that calendar and then you share it with me. I'll make the one for 4380 or 4390 in the class that we're together again. And then I'll share that with you, right? And that way I don't have to sit there and do all the calendar work myself. If I have a similar calendar with some, somebody else, I just share it with them, right? And it made life a lot easier because then I know how to hold myself accountable because I have those reminders coming in. And then my friend also has those reminders and we just hold each other accountable. So that was another way. Um, with Google Calendar, you just, you can do so much. And honestly, it's a, it's a great tool. So I use that. Um, I used to do a physical planner, but I'm really bad at like keeping track of it. I guess so uh -huh. like that didn't really work for me and like a lot of times I would just like not have that um, actual reminder coming in like Google Calendar like sends a reminder on your phone right like I wouldn't have that so I decided to use Google Calendar as more of a planner but then when it comes to like doing my tasks I will still like write down a to-do list instead of like doing it online I've tried like Notion Notion's a great tool too by the way I've tried like other tools but like when it comes to to-do lists 
I actually like physically writing it out and then like crossing it off because it gives me that physical, I mean, like the mental satisfaction, I guess, of like being able to like finish a task, right? So yeah, writing down a to-do list and then like prioritizing them on which one's the most important one. So um, I'm currently working 40 hours um, in an internship doing SBO classes, everything, right? So like I'll have different tasks and responsibilities that are given to me by my manager or by the officer team that they want, maybe you, I have an event coming up, right? So I have a lot of different responsibilities. So based on the timeline of when these are due, I would like make a due date chart. And then from there, I would also like try to see which of these is most important, which of these is most, most urgent. And like, what is the priority level? So when I'm at my internship and y'all can use this as well, whenever someone gives you a task, first thing you always ask, when is this due? Okay, so that you know when the deadline is and how fast you need to work on it. What is the priority level? So that way you can communicate the urgency of the task being completed, right? And then make mini checkpoints. Always make mini checkpoints because it'll keep you motivated. And it will also keep the other person, your manager, whoever, your teammate in the loop of like what exactly you're doing. And that way y'all can like, if there's any changes or if he wants you to work faster, he can know what checkpoint you're currently at and then where you need to be at, right? So you can like track your progress. So those are three important things especially whenever you're like in a workspace to like hold yourself accountable, like with time management and everything, make sure you do that whenever someone's giving, giving you a task. That was very insightful, David. Um, I know for me, I'm still trying to build my time management skills. Um, I might personally take the um, to-do list because I like physically scratching uh, or checking things off as well. I feel like it's very, very rewarding. Um, I know this last week for you, you had your mock interview event with CP Chem. It went yeah. very, very well. But um, I'm assuming there was some things that like didn't go unexpected. So can you tell me how like you planned all that out and how it went um, for you personally? Yeah. yeah, I mean, last week was really stressful, but I was really happy with the outcome of our event. Um, uh, we had CP Chem come out. Uh, shout out to Liz Wacker and her team. They did an amazing job. But yeah, um, there's a lot that goes behind the scenes when it comes to planning an event like there's so many different teams that are working together, so many different people that are working together, so many different teams that are working together, right? So like, it's a lot about like knowing what exactly you need to get done. And then not only that, but like being able to delegate those tasks if you can't do all of them together, right? Because I have a team of four amazing, amazing committee, committee members, um, Gabby Duenas, Nick Aspa, Brianna Hamer, and Will Benitez. They are absolutely like, stellar students who've like helped out with like making this event happen so um a lot of it was just like giving them tasks to complete for example um coming up with a judges list right so we sent out emails to our alumni and also our mentors trying to see who was available to be able to judge our mock interviews um reaching out to cp chem in the first place talking with dr wayhan uh, trying to figure out which company is going to come out and help us with the event um the logistics behind it. So my team committee members will go work with the logistics and operations team to figure out what like food has to be brought, uh, working with the VP of procurement and the VP of logistics, figuring out, oh, oh do we need to get cups, water, um, food, tables, tablecloths, all that stuff is all being planned all behind the scenes, right? So it's a, it's a lot about just understanding, okay, these are the things that we need to get done. So you have a checklist of, okay, logistics itinerary done, um, slides for the PowerPoint done, uh, reaching out to alumni and mentors checked out, right? So like it's it's creating a first a to-do list and like seeing which one's the most important, which what would you what do we need to get done first? And then from there, like delegating tasks that you can, the tasks that you can do on your own right now based on your schedule, work on those as well. 
like for personally for me, I'm working 40 hours, like I said, right? So I had to do my event while also being at work at the same time. And that's a challenge. So um, reaching out to my manager beforehand, letting him know, hey, I'm not going to be available from this time to this time because I have an event. And then like planning for that, at the same time, finishing the tasks that I have required from my manager is very important, right? So um, yeah, it was a very stressful week, but I think because of my team and because of everyone that was supporting us, uh, we were able to pull it off. And it required a lot of planning beforehand. It required a lot of heads to like help out together. Um, I would definitely not be able to do this by myself. I had so many, so many people helping me out. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's about building those relationships. So you know that you have someone who has your back and um, just working with the team, collaborating, um, delegating tasks so that everybody's on the same page. And just, you know, the most important part out of all this is communication. If I had not communicated with my team, my expectations, or if I did not communicate with my manager that I won't be available or did not communicate with Dr. Wayhan and uh, CP Chem in the first place, none of this would actually come together and work beautifully, right? It is all about communicating with different teams and making sure everybody's on the same page because you all have to have the same goal. You all have to have uh, understand that like this, these are the things that need to be uh, taken care of and what are the steps and how are we gonna get there, right? And once that is well communicated and you're in constant communication with your team, everything's gonna work out a lot better than just you trying to do everything on your own, so yeah. What about you? You've been working really hard with mentorship program. I know you've had a lot of uh, connections with alumni and you have this amazing event coming out with the Cytokade. So tell me a little bit about yourself. How are you um, planning everything out? How do you manage your time while taking five classes at the same time? Um, good question, David. So for me, um, obviously there's a lot of me reaching out to um, the alumni this semester. So I reached out to them for the student development events. I reached out to them for Cytercade. And I've also reached out to them for the um, alumni mentorship program. So for me, I'm very, very excited for the Cytercade event. It's one thing that I had planned for the semester. And for my committee members, um, I actually have a plan for them as well. So I give them this one big task where all three of them work together and plan out some type of social or some kind of workshop where they get to reach out to um, either like a company, let's say they want to do a social, they reach out to Topgolf and they get to plan out the event. And um, they email them that just so that they have an idea of what it's like to be a VP and to host some sort of event. Mm -hmm. um, they might not get to do it like, um, as planned out like yours is with student development, but I'm very, very excited to see what they can do. Um, shout out to Tyler and Kenneth and Lucas. Um, I like watching them come out to every single event and socialize and talk to the companies because it's just very, very exciting to see my committee just uh, grow and be something amazing. Absolutely. But, yeah. uh, I think the fact that you're like making them come up with an event on, your, on their own, like, yeah, obviously you're going to give them guidance, but like, you, they get the freedom of doing that helps mm -hmm. them talk about it in their own interviews as well, right? So it's kind of a symbiotic relationship. You're learning something out of it in the sense of like delegating tasks and like giving them guidance, giving them the resources to um, come up with this event. And at the same time, um, they're helping you out with this event and like it helps them personally as well because they can now talk about it. They can actually put something on their resume that like, isn't just about like, oh yeah, I moved some tables. I was a part of a committee and like I gave mm -hmm. water. Right. So like, I think that's really important. I think giving our committee members the opportunity to get real world experience, get the event planning experience, get the communication, professional com corporate communication skills like develop. I think that helps a lot because at the end day, we want them to grow as well. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. And 
that's personally what I want for my committee members too, because by the time the semester ends and uh, potentially if they want to run to be a VP, they already know what it takes uh, to be a VP from behind the scenes, know what all they need to get done, right? So I think you're definitely in the right track when it comes to like helping out members and like helping out our committee members as well. Um, for me personally, one thing I did want to like mention about just like time management itself is like, you, you got to take things one step at a time, right? Like a lot of times we have this big exam and we're all worried about it. Or like you have this big interview coming up, right? And you're just like stressing about it and you, you, you don't know how to like get started. You don't know where to get started. And you, the biggest thing that you're worried about is the event itself. You're thinking about the destination only. You're not thinking about the journey, right? When you're in that point, when you're in that position, think about the next step only, right? What is the next step you can take right now to go forward, right? Even if it's the smallest step, if that means taking a deep breath, relaxing, that's the next step. Right now, that's the next step, right? Maybe it's, okay, I have to read the first chapter of my textbook before this exam. I know there's like 20 other chapters. I'll list them all down like in the to-do list. I do this like, after, for like, let's say I have like eight chapters for an exam to study, right? I'll write each chapter down and then I'll like make mini checkpoints within each chapter. And every time I cross that, I'll keep on X, like scratching it out from my to-do list. And it gives me like a mental like checkpoint. I'm like, oh, wow, okay, I completed this. Keep on going, I completed this. And it motivates me, right? So don't, don't worry about the end journey, like the end destination. Only focus on the current journey, the next step that you can take, because that's the most important step you can take right now, right? Then whatever happens later happens, but you're growing yourself right now. You're taking each step every single day to like grow. And by the time you're almost at the destination, you're going to look back and you're going to think about this, the fact that like, wow, okay, I actually did all this, even though in the beginning I was stressing out, so panicked, I didn't know what to do. Now I'm already past all of these levels, right? And now I'm at the end journey. So, I mean, like the end destination. So yeah, take, take a step like at a time and then have a plan, right? And those plans can change. It doesn't have to be a concrete plan, but have an overview at least to start off with that you know, okay, this is the direction we're going to go in. Plans change, things happen. A lot of times when we have events, a lot of things happen behind the scenes that we have to change the plan, adapt to the situation, right? So you have to have an adaptive mentality and just like focusing on going on the next step, right? Um, last thing, I guess, take a break, right? A lot of times we try to like cram. Like I said, I used to procrastinate a lot. I still do sometimes, but like, it's all about like getting everything done the last minute, right? But that's just gonna burn you out, especially if you have a really, really stressful week coming in, like um, mid midterms week is coming up and you're stressed out the entire time, take a break. Take, use the Pomodoro effect or like the method, whatever that is, right? Or like take a step, <laughs> like, you know, um, take a break, don't burn yourself out at the end of the day because you're not gonna be able to finish everything in one day. When it comes to recruiting, especially a lot of the times, what our members do is, oh, career fair is about to come up. We'll like apply to every single job right now as much as we can. Like you start off with this really strong week. We apply to like 20 jobs. Okay, and then you go the next day, 25 jobs. The day after that, 20 jobs again. But slowly and slowly you start burning out. And then like three weeks in, you haven't applied to another company. Why? Because you see that you're applying to so much and nothing's happening. But if you just keep on applying, like let's say five internships a day, right? Even start with like three internships a day. By the end of the week, you'll have around like, what? 21 internships that you've applied to? Like, like 35 internships you've applied to? Yeah. That's the correct math. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, lovely. Yeah. So, like, 
you take the step every single day. And before you know it, by the end of the month, you have like around 100 applications that you've already entered. Some of them might answer, some of them might not. But you just got to keep focusing on the next step, right? And if something's not working, like, let's say you've applied to like 100 jobs, not a single one is answering you. Okay, maybe you got to change your technique. Maybe you're only doing the bare minimum, which is just applying to the job, right? Now, maybe you should start applying to a job, but also reaching out to the uh, person on LinkedIn. Like whenever I apply to jobs, I always try to find a contact on LinkedIn for that company or for that position that I can talk to you about, right? Maybe it might be a friend that's worked in the company a long time ago. Maybe it might be uh, a previous coworker that now has moved to this company, right? Finding someone that can like build that relationship with up, up with, that's going to help you with the recruiting process, right? So you got to change your plan to make it more adaptive toward what is working, what is not working, and always reassess your plan. Okay, is this working? Okay, it is. Okay, let's continue that, right? And if it's starting to be too much, take a break. Enjoy it. Don't burn yourself out. Organize, organize yourself and take one step at a time. That's all I got to say. Um, wow. Thank you so much, David. Um, that was very, very insightful. I feel like it was a very, very good summary of all the tips that we um, discussed today. You know, it was a good summary of today's podcast. So thank you so much for coming out and talking today. Thank you for all the listeners coming out and listening to us. Hopefully you guys got something insightful. And um, I think that's a good way to wrap up today's episode. So thank you so much for coming out. And hopefully we see you guys on the, on the next episode, which is networking and how to build relationships. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Have a good one.